Hey, everybody. Welcome to What Are You Doing in Denmark, the podcast where we talk to some of the coolest people in Denmark about what they're doing here. I am Derek, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mike. And we are excited today because we are joined by a phenomenal up-and-coming comedian, someone we become friends with, somebody all of you should find one of his stand-up routines out there. We are joined by Ira Sylvester. Welcome to thank, the pod. Uh, thank you very much for having me, and thank you for calling me cool. Yes. yes. That is my one and only goal in life, is for people to think that I'm cool. And 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 you are well like, earned, and, a achieved, well -earned yeah. and achieved. We've no. seen we've seen <laughs> like we've seen your routines. We've seen you in in, in person off stage as yeah. well. And I think we cool. took Mike's parents to to see you. Did my parents? Yes. My parents <laughs> saw your bit and they really enjoyed it. Oh, I'm really, really glad they liked it. it. Yeah. That was such a wonderful night. Yeah. I was like so nervous just generally because that was the first time I'd done like that kind of half hour special yeah. type thing. And it was just like, I was so glad that it went well. It was just, oh. and it did, and it did. Like Ed it's not just blowing smoke. Yeah. And you did so well too. I really admire when you can keep it cool and keep it funny and keep it moving. When I don't know if you know what I'm going to mention, but there was a, there was a, uh, a woman in oh, the God. front row that I don't know what but she <laughs> was on. on. Yes. <laughs> and, and you have some clips up on social media too, where you can really see that this, this woman is just l laughing, you know, laughing. Like, obviously you want that as a comedian, but she's just uncontrollably in, in a way that just, and it was over nothing. <laughs> over nothing. Just, right. I think Jeff said something. He was yeah. like, Oh, I was playing dodgeball. <laughs> Yes, right. Yes. I could hear her from the back room oh, as well. Like, oh, yeah. I, could, I could hear generally people laughing, but I heard her specifically. I was like, "What the?" F like, <laughs> we were sitting behind her, yeah. and like, like even her friends were like, "What are you yeah. doing? <laughs> like, keep it, keep it together, Jen." It was like she's never been out of the house or in public before. No. I mean, if she was like, like she was making mo uh, Mike's mom like angry, and that's part of it. You know, she's like the nicest woman in the world, <laughs> and she was like, "I'm gonna slap this bitch." <laughs> Calm down. I did actually meet her briefly, and she is just like a really, really nice person. Like, okay. really, really nice. Just. <laughs> very high energy like just very kind of like yeah like this like I, I don't know if she was i don't think she was on cocaine or anything like that but like she just has that kind of like cocaine energy yeah you, know? like, you don't no. need to do it because you are the right. essence of cocaine right. you know like you don't need uppers because like nobody should be any higher than you exactly. are right now a hundred percent and kind of speaking of that so something that i'm sure you're very proud of is you just spent a couple of weeks in edinburgh as part of I the did. edinburgh fringe festival did you have any experiences with either crazy blonde women that were laughing inexplicably or hecklers since that's obviously a, a key part of the uk comedy trade kind of um i mean the whole experience as a whole was just in insane because um as you say i'm up and coming as a comedian like i've been to edinburgh before when i was like 12 years old with my mom staying with friends and all that kind of stuff um and i had this whole two-year plan about how i was going to do an hour special there um in 2024 and it was going to be like i'm going to use this as my way to break out and i'm going to smash it and i was talking to a friend about it and we kind of came to the conclusion that is probably a pretty stupid idea uh, <laughs> to go to Edinburgh for the first time, not knowing how anything works, how to set up an event, how to do ticketing, how to not knowing anyone because I've developed my career like abroad internationally and all that lot. So I don't really know that many UK comedians. So it was like, I kind of went there with just the expectation of this year just to see how it works, network, meet people, mm -hmm. had an amazing time, especially because, yeah, like... The one thing that you'll notice about Danish audiences and something that I find very funny watching like American and English like professional comedians when they come over here 
is the audience is so quiet <laughs> like they're so quiet in this country they do not heckle they um or if they do they have to be incredibly drunk and that's very rare like i mean people get incredibly drunk but like yeah, sure. yeah. it's like it's just it's they don't have the same culture around comedy here so even asking questions to be like anyone here in a relationship silence <laughs> and you have to like really it's like pulling teeth you have to point at people and be like you two sitting next to each other oh are you two a couple and they'll be like yeah and be like okay so when i asked earlier on is anyone here in a relationship <laughs> and you sat there in silence making me look like a dickhead um <laughs> what was your goal there you know <laughs> and you can like roll with it and all that lot but when you see like the professionals when they're used to people um you can do these like bait kind of jokes where you'll mm -hmm. say something because you know someone's going to shout out a very yeah. obvious answer but they don't do that here so they'll be like oh da -da 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 -da. and then it's just silence, <laughs> silence. and they're like Okay, so normally here someone would say this word and then <laughs> da, da, da. Hey, do you know the comedian Mark Normand? He's a one-liner comedian. He's um he's 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 obviously already broken through. Like he's a he's a big name. He was here recently. He was at um uh, Bremen Theatre. Okay. And he did his material for about a half an hour, forty five minutes, and then he quite clearly had a fifteen minute bit at the end where he talks to the audience and oh. gets suggestions and like tries to riff on the audience and it did not go well <laughs> it, it really really didn't go well because he was just like oh so are there any problems in denmark <laughs> silence just <laughs> silence just absolute silence and it's just uh, some people think that heckling's necessary it's not necessary but it is a faction of stand-up comedy it is something that you can play with if someone shouts something out even if it's disturbing or interrupting or da you can play with that you've mm -hmm. got some back and forth but silence is oh yeah. There's nothing to do. There's nothing. There's not much that you can actually do with silence, and it's very uncomfortable. Very very uncomfortable. It is funny here that they they that Danes will treat comedy like they're going to the Royal Theater to see like Hamlet on stage, as opposed to like like comedy is interactive. Even if laughter is the interaction or yeah. like responding is is the thing. It's kind of funny that it just turns into a still zone. Like it's like you're on the it's like train. a presentation. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's why when I'm like hosting, I have to really make sure. Be like, hey guys, just you know, people might ask questions. <laughs> if they ask a question, respond. <laughs> I had a lady out the other day, she raised her hand. No. <laughs> and I was just like, bro, just this it's not that it's, this isn't a classroom. <laughs> just shout it out. Like <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I mean, it makes sense too, because you know, Danes do have a reputation for being private and it's not necessarily cold or rude they could be having a great time yeah. but they are like i'm not disturb you like yeah. uh you're the professional like 100 and it even comes to their laughter like i i have this whole joke when i'm uh hosting again this comes from a real experience where i had this guy right in the front of um this like like front row and i was doing my my set and it was going well for the room um, but he just wasn't laughing like at all the entire way through. And as I'm getting off stage, I just hear him turn to his friend and just go, you know what, Lars, that's probably the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> funny, like react. Yeah, like, like, tell your face. Tell your face. <laughs> he was just sitting there just looking at me. Like, <laughs> and I, I thought he wanted to fight me, especially because I just called all old white men pedophiles. So it was just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was just, yeah. there's also something about when you're on stage. I don't know if this is an insecurity type thing, but it's something I know that a lot of comedians suffer from. The whole room can be laughing. If there's one person not laughing, you're focusing on that one of person. Oh. Yeah, that's. I found that really interesting in Edinburgh because the UK has a bit more of a developed, the audience has a bit more of a developed uh, 
skill, I guess, mm, sure. with like responding. They're prepared to be like kind of say something funny. And I really enjoyed it because it just it adds like I've got this one joke which I think you would have heard when I did the special thingy where I talk about how um guys sending dick pics is like the human equivalent of a cat bringing in a dead mouse. <laughs> and then I go like, "Ah, oh, like hey, this is for you. <laughs> you like it? Touch it." And I did this to this girl at this show and I went, "Do you like it?" and a friend instantly went, "She fucking loves it, mate." <laughs> those little things yeah. it's just like oh we're here together yeah. so I was like Clip. actually one of my um the my show partner we met these uh this other couple um i.e two people not a couple <laughs> uh and they had similar kind of setup as us and now my show partner's in dublin um with that girl at the moment oh that's just phenomenal. like out having drinks and like performing at different shows oh, so cool. it's, you do really do make, like it's community yeah, yeah like 100%. all of you are in the same fight and it's the what's awesome to hear too and this is something that we've kind of feel with what we put together is like you do get a sense of camaraderie where people kind of a rising tide lifts people all boats like other, people root yeah. for each other people want to support each other yeah, because if you're funny i'm associated with you it's only going to help my brain and your brain and we all grow together and it's phenomenal for everybody yeah. yeah you know i don't know that we'll uh go to dublin and do do shows necessarily with you but maybe. we uh you know could have a bff at least for the rest of this show yeah and we'll do a little game to see if maybe mike or myself could be your BFF. I'm so down to have another BFF. Yeah. <laughs> I hear another. Just a friend in general would be great. <laughs> well, well, you're going to get one at least for uh, for the pod. So we'll do a little uh, BFF game, and I'm going to ask you questions with uh, two answers. One provided by Mike, one provided by me. You won't know who provided which one. Just pick your favorite, and then once one of us gets two out of the three, yeah. BFF. Boom. And we'll exactly. have another one at the end, so we'll be able to see if... We can retain the, can title retain the title of BFF. If it's true friendship. If it's true if it's friendship, just, it'll survive. It'll yeah. survive. Yeah. So the first question, um, a good BFF has to have some useless knowledge that maybe is only useful during like a pub quiz, for example. Mm. So would you rather have a BFF that can name every Olympic host city mm. or a BFF that can name every Real Housewives franchise city? I think the first one, the Olympic, uh, uh, Olympic host cities. Ding ding, that's me. That's I am, cool. I am that kind of nerd. <laughs> I'm that kind of nerd. Yeah, and I'm the kind of you're the other kind of. Yeah, nerd. I'm the other kind of nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not a big mystery there, but that's it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I got one point. Okay, let's nice. see. Let's see if we can keep it going. So now that we're going to do pub quiz together, and I'm going to bring my absurd esoteric Olympic knowledge. Nice. Um, we need to come up with a good team name because obviously part of pub quiz is not just winning but having the funniest name mm. you can have. So would you rather your BFF comes with the team name Quizzy Sunak or Trivia Newton John? <laughs> um, so Quizzy Sunak sounds a bit like Rishi Sunak. Yes. Uh, and he's a uh, Tory. And I'm not. <laughs> and, 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 and he's evil. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, um, uh, yeah, so I think I'm probably gonna have to go for the latter. That's a good one. Yes. All right, I'll tie it up. That was mine. <laughs> Trivia Newton John. Nice. Let's get quizzical. You know? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. The okay. One that you always hear is uh, cunning linguists. Oh, oh, that's always a good one. Yeah. yeah, that's always a good one. But uh, okay, for for all the marbles, uh, some BFFs also have shortcomings. Would you find it more tolerable to have a BFF who can never remember song lyrics, or a BFF who overcooks meat? That's not a euphemism. <laughs> just overcooks meat too much. Um. Oh, this this one's a hard one actually because 
one, I can, I've got a weird memory for song lyrics. So I kind of need to be jamming out with you. Like if, oh, if we're going to be BFF yeah. and I'm there like, in the back of your ride, your best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. Like I need someone who <laughs> yeah. can be. That's what we're just doing. Like, I like holler and beef. Like, no, like no. what are you saying? You got to <laughs> harmonize and you need the lyrics. Yeah. I can tolerate not being able to remember song lyrics if you're fast enough to come up with new song lyrics that oh, go yeah. with the beat because then that can be enjoyable sure and that's like a fun time um and overcooking meat i mean honestly i don't really eat that much meat it, it, it doesn't bother me that much i burn mm. things all the time i think i'm a good cook but i burn things all the time so i think i am more if you can't come up with the song lyrics then i, I just i can't hang out with you that's it um and the meat I can actually probably tolerate in all circumstances. So probably your shortcoming is the meat then. So the, the, we're BFFs then. We're yeah. BFFs? We're BFFs. Nice. We need to yes. create a handshake. Yes. Like like boom. Something like boom. this. I like nice. that. That's how we do it. There we go. See, that was just natural. It's how it is. That's what BFFs do. They just we, come together and we just invent things together. And just 100%. burn your steaks. I, I, well, that's that's okay. Burn. I'm. See, I don't want to kill my dinner guests. And yeah. so I'm a little bit nervous and I want to make sure it's there. I mean, okay. it's it's a family thing. Like my mom, so my mom has a story when she was growing up, like she would be in, in charge of like, you know, making dinner or whatever else because parents owned a shop and like everyone was working whatever else. And she at one point her brothers gave her for christmas a book called learn to burn with bev because she always overcooked <laughs> dinner i'm just sorry about the the song lyrics because i uh you know it, it could be karaoke i have to look at every word i mean it could be like don't stop that 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 like i I lose it right away. So, <laughs> but you do have one exception because if it comes to Biggie Smalls, oh, yeah. then then you can can go for it. like in one like, of our first dates. Yes, you, exactly, exactly. You yeah. wooed me like yeah. with, with with Biggie Smalls. So, yeah. just saying, yeah. like, yeah, I you do have certain certain redeemable skills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Such a strangely beautiful image I have right? in my mind. We were having ramen in yeah. Philadelphia yeah. and Juicy comes on. 2015, ramen bar, Philadelphia. <laughs> Juicy comes on. We looked at each other's eyes. You're just dead. It was all a dream. <laughs> yes. I don't know. That was it. That's it. Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. You want to get out of here and get some like some other ramen? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't know some that noodle. Means. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, that was that was bad. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But I mean, it works. It so. worked in the yeah, end. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 and then like, you know, two years later, you were like, "You want to move to Denmark?" I was like, "Sure, sure." Mm -hmm. yeah. Curious to that. Want to get married? Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, so, was it your idea to move to Denmark? Or yours? It was, uh, it was, uh, it was chosen was, for us, yeah, basically. Yeah. Nice. So it was, it was my, a, my, yeah, my job. Yeah. My, my, my company bought a Danish company and I came here for two weeks, which became three weeks. So Derek had to come over for a few days to come for a, a lark of a trip to Denmark. Like, when will we be in Copenhagen again? Never. Like, this will <laughs> yeah. be fun. Left being like, that was cool. Denmark, guess I'll I had to uh, check, check off yeah. the list. And then three weeks later, they were like, just want to move here. Like, we could use you. What, do you want to move to Denmark? And can you come here like next week for yeah. good? And so we did. Nice. It, it all happened pretty fast. Yeah. 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 It was, I mean, that was November you got sent over. Yep. The first week in December you got sent back. Yep. And then 
first week of January. First week of January, I was, had an apartment. I had an here. apartment, and <laughs> and I had to like close down our life. So then I moved over in like March, and uh, oh, yeah. I actually kind of moved over, not moved over in March. I officially moved over uh, late December 2020, so just before Brexit happened. Oh, yeah. uh, and then I went back for Christmas, and then like the whole COVID thing was happening. So I thought I just couldn't enter the country again because. You had to be like, I thought you had to be a Danish citizen, but I didn't realize, oh, I am a Danish resident now. Oh, right, you're good. I can actually come over. Um, yeah, I guess I'm kind of in your situation yeah. where my fiance at the time was like, yeah, I think we should move to Denmark. And I don't know, it's, it's not just me. I think my family's got a history of having a country chosen for us and then we're just shipped there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's been a pretty good time. You know, <laughs> Sorry, that one. That's good. I'm not trying to recover from that one. Where do we go? Well, where do we go? So, question, you know, you're the guys with the structure. But this right? time it was Denmark. Yeah. Well, I mean, it hit the plus side. Denmark's pretty nice. Yeah. There are yeah. worse places to end up. Yeah. You know? So you came with your, your ex-fiance, but like, yeah. did you... Like, was this something you talked about for a while or was it kind of like at some point it was like... Because you were, what, in London before? Yeah, well, yes, but this is where it gets complicated. Um... So I'm from London. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was slash is uh, Danish and Norwegian. Mm-hmm. Uh, she lived in London, but I at the time lived in the Netherlands when we first met. Oh. So we were long distance, um, me living in the Le- Netherlands and her living in London. And then the plan was that like, oh, eventually I'll finish uni and I'll move back to London and then we'll live there. And then we did that. And then we almost as soon as I came back, like a couple months is like when COVID really started kicking off. So we went from long distance to you can't leave. (laughs) So it was like a whole different type of strain. And then we were also living with my mum and my sister at the time. Oh, wow. Um, So it was four of us in a two bedroom house for months. And then she was like, oh, but my dad's got an apartment um, in Denmark. You know, we could just Uh go there and like life would be pretty easy and i was like well i want to be a comedian i was like is that possible her dad was a comedian so i was like i was like oh there's opportunities everyone can everyone speaks english over there i was like oh i can make it happen and i'm fairly impulsive so i was like yeah fuck it like yeah let's go over there new adventure i don't particularly want to live in london life is pretty hard all that kind of stuff i just finished uni so i was like yeah let's try it and then we were here and then a year later she broke up with me (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, by that point, I'd like kind of gotten a job, and I like right. You're like, like Copenhagen. You're here. Yeah, and... I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a nice place to be. And then, had you done comedy in in London, or was it something that so uh, I really kind of started when I was in uni? Um, yeah. So I lived in this small town called uh, Groningen. Um, oh, in the Netherlands. Yeah, in the ah, Netherlands. Okay. So it was like it's up in the north near the German border. And when I lived there, there was. Uh, I, I was studying psychology because at one point I was like, oh, I'm going to become a therapist. Um, and I think it was in my second year, I was just, just watching comedy all the time. And I was just like sitting on my sofa and I was just like, I wish I could just do this. Like, that's like <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah, this, yeah. That's, how, that's what I want to do. And then I was just thinking to myself, like, why don't I just do this? I mean, like, how hard can it? Like, <laughs> turns out really fucking hard. Right, right. Famous um, last words. Exactly. But then I, I went up to my desk and um, I was like, all right, there's no English speaking comedy in the town that I live in. Because mm-hmm. uh, Groningen is um, in the Netherlands, actually quite similar to Denmark, where, uh, you know, it's like tall white people who speak a garbage language and ride bikes. <laughs> like, but they all speak English too. Um, so I was like, oh, Check but everyone out. here speaks English. So if there's no English speaking comedy, I'm in uni, I've got thousands of friends. Um, or at least I call them friends, they might not like me. But like the point is, is that <laughs> I just got some friends together and we put on um, a comedy show, a comedy show, 
thing that we we had no idea how any of this works or anything like that so we we started trying it out we did 15 minute sets which if you know anything about stand-up is a that's wildly cool. long time right. to be starting for your absolute first gig oh, yeah and then yeah so i'd started in uni and then we did like monthly shows where we'd all invite down 10 people so because it's uni everyone's got it was yeah. a student town so we were getting like, rooms of like hundreds of people sure. so it was just like yeah like it was crazy and then um i really like the first time i went up i just absolutely fell in love with it so then when i went back to london i was like oh, i really want to be a comedian i really want to be a comedian but i made every excuse not to do it because i think fundamentally i was just scared um yeah. and so i was like oh but uh i mean obviously i've got to like try and find a job and like uh I, that was really far away and like i need to spend some more time like writing some stuff and j just making excuses like not to do it sure. and then um actually they might have been during some i can't remember the timeline at all i started when i was 23 i'm 29 now um is it with those lost years in like the yeah. 2020 that thing so we what, lost some years during covid and yeah. all that lot so sure. then it was just after a while uh i moved to denmark and when i moved here i was like if i don't start taking this seriously and actually trying to do it it'll never happen it will never happen yep. so i kind of say that i've been i say kind of say i really started doing comedy about two and a half years ago because yep. that's when i really like, although i had loads of stuff written down that's when i started doing five minute sets learning how it actually works um learning about stage presence and about listening to the crowd and about actually doing it although i dabbled in dabbled in comedy since 23 i hadn't really done it if that sure. makes sense yeah yeah well one really funny thing that uh that i've learned about you uh not even from seeing your shows uh has been uh, an instagram post that you made in in i think 2021 where uh a lot. yeah okay so i stalked it a little bit and uh, <laughs> i guess at one point your your bank told you that you had spent almost seven thousand british pounds in KFC, <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what this and I'm so <laughs> glad you posted that because I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, oh yes, uh, six thousand nine hundred and and two <laughs> British pounds in your lifetime at KFC. Uh, now, for reference, that's about fifty nine thousand Danish kroner or about eight thousand four hundred and fifty yeah. U.S. dollars. Uh, that's a lot of KFC. Yeah, I, I, so I remember when this happened, right? Because it wasn't a, in a lifetime; it was in a year. In a year, <laughs> in a year. <laughs> it was like I spent this much in a year. Now, like. Now, don't get me wrong. I love KFC. Yeah, it doesn't. Fantastic. It's good. And I definitely do have an issue. Um, whenever I get drunk, uh, I always overorder. Like if I go to McDonald's or Burger King or da da da, -da I have just tennis. Like, I want, I want chicken wings. I want all of it. Like my girlfriend got recently uh, quite pissed at me because not too pissed at me, but she was just like, "Baby, come on," because I was, I, I was hungover. And I said, oh, I want to put some chicken wings in the oven. And she goes, come on, you can't turn on the oven and like waste all that electricity for like, what, three chicken wings? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, no, it's way more than three chicken wings. <laughs> she goes, like, how much did you buy? And then like, I, I opened the fridge and I bought um, a family sharing bucket. <laughs> I spent 740 kroner what? Uh, on KFC just for myself. It is sometimes funny when you're, <laughs> when you're drunk ordering fast food and I'm from experience i'll just admit it and you're just like you're just hitting things thinking like you're food shopping for the next week exactly and you're like i want all of this tomorrow. i can definitely eat this like you know i can definitely definitely eat this and then so this thing i've had this problem for a while so when my bank was like yeah you spent like seven odd thousand pounds <laughs> on chicken i was just like, like all yeah, right, i know i've sense. got a problem but that feel that feels excessive and i'm just wondering if it was like the bank that uh did that has closed down now it was like this um 
kind of independent money um, type thing. I I wonder if it was just a racist thing. You know, <laughs> like they they had my profile. They were like, oh, this guy's half black. So like, uh, like we we've made an error here somewhere. So let's just make an assumption on how much chicken we think he's bought, <laughs> considering he's only half black. Because like the average black man in London obviously spends fourteen thousand pounds right, but they on have, chicken. They have the study right. One hundred percent. You know, I mean, like the average income <laughs> in like the UK is something about like twenty seven thousand pounds. So for a black person obviously at least half of that is going on chicken um so like him being a half black so we got a half that again yeah no that, that sounds about right right Chats. and now they've closed down so i feel like they might have been doing that a lot <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're gonna get some emails on that. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's funny. Yeah, this is not me. This is a bank. It's right. It doesn't exist. Was Nobody's called was. Okay. It's fine. Nobody <laughs> listens to this. Uh, so <laughs> we're gonna play a little game, though. I actually have some KFC. Nice. <laughs> I fucking uh, love. Slightly KFC. less than what you bought, but I thought you and Mike could play for uh, for this mixed bucket of uh, KFC. Uh, it's only a single, so it's only a single. Yeah. Um, here's the thing: if I lose a game, can I fight you for it? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I'll probably lose, but yes. that's what BFS do. That's what we do. You got to fight, and then you hug it out, and you share a box of chicken. Share is a strong word. I will be. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll I'll name some items, and then you guys can tell me. Well, uh, we'll call the game. Um, can Ira get it? So, yeah. uh, oh, he can get it. Yeah. <laughs> Ira, so, Ira can get it. <laughs> so, can Ira get these things with how much he spent on KFC, which again was uh, 6,902 Two. Two. Great British pounds? Perfect. So, you're both going to answer independently. Oh, okay. And we'll track your scores. Okay, yeah. okay cool. Yeah. I um, that. So, we, for that amount, would you be able to get an original 1982 Miss Pac Man full size arcade game? Okay, uh, I think I've got an answer. Yeah, um, I say no. No? I think yes, but only because one of my friends, um, actually one of my absolute best friends in the world, he's nerdy as all hell, and he went through a phase where he kept saying that he wanted to buy an arcade, mm. like an actual like proper arcade thing, and I think he found a couple online for about £2,000. So I think I could probably, with an extra 5,000 on top of that, I think I could probably get something, if not completely original, pretty close. Yeah, Ira, Ira's right. Oh, it's, uh, good job. Yeah. It's uh, 1,550 pounds oh, that's oh. On, on eBay. I yeah. figured an original would be like, it'd be like vintage. It'd be like... Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. No, I know, but it would 82. cost like 10,000. You would think. I, would think. I guess they made think. more than... Uh, Must be. I, know, I think yeah. a lot of arcades closed too. There's awesome. probably less demand. Yeah. Can I just note that my real BFF, I knew that, so I'm just... Saying, <laughs> I like, know, well, I'm feeling like I'm just like BF. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. This isn't even for the BFF. So I know. This is just for the chicken. Okay. How about a 20... 2015 Kia Picanto with 93,000 kilometers on it. Uh, uh, I have no frame of reference of how much a car costs. Um, <laughs> so, I think I. Sorry, do you want to go? No, I, 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 I go I, yeah, I go first. I, I think you can buy a car for that. For for a Kia with that many miles, I think you can get it. Uh, I I I'm inclined to. I, I mean, I have no, is it, you said 92,000 kilometers. 93,000 kilometers. 93,000 yeah. kilometers. That's a pretty long way. Yeah. That's like a well-driven car. Yeah. And again, I know that in Essex, uh, where my nan lives, that we used to drive past, that they have a lot of like used car things. And yeah. I used to see things in the thing for like 3999 and then like 4,000 and all that. I think I could, I think I could, or I could at least pay someone to steal one for me. There Ooh, you go. Okay. Well, this one's an answer. So <laughs> there we go. I, don't, I don't know the exact address, but we could probably find it. And you're both right. Yeah, you could get you that. Could get it's a, it's nice. only, fi it's close, but it's a 57,000 kroner or 
6,637 oh. pounds. So oh, get it. Not a lot Ooh. left over, but you would have enough for the gas to get back to Copenhagen. And, and some chicken. And some yeah. chicken. You yeah. could as well, but then also you could have almost 7,000 pounds worth of KFC. So yeah. I'd rather have the chicken than the car. Yeah, I would rather have the chicken than the car. I, I, I can take the bus. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Well, we'll do one more just uh, just for the hell of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so far, Ayers winning the chicken. Mm-hmm. So um, how about a Marilyn Monroe 1962 autographed photo oh. that says, there's nothing like your coffee. <laughs> so picture what? it was probably it was probably hanging on the wall at a coffee shop that's now closed because a Starbucks went into it. Mm. But I'm but they had to get rid. Of- I think that has to be a no, <laughs> just because of how famous she was and like how like I can imagine there are some collectors out there that would outbid you till they like just bled themselves dry to get that kind of thing. Ah, oh, but the question is, could I? Could you? Yes. yes. Would for, I for the uh, for the, the the chicken amount, which again the six thousand nine hundred and two pounds, yeah, about eighty five hundred US. Hmm. Could I potentially? I I'm going to go with no on this one, just because I think that's the kind of thing that it's if it's over the great, top. Yeah, because you also got to remember, like she's this is that was when was she big? Like the fifties. 50s, early 60s. 50s, 60s yeah. yeah, so like that's about 70 years ago. Yeah. 70 year old autograph, Marilyn Monroe specifically. Coffee. That's, that's a coffee shop. A century Personalized old. autograph. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I imagine that would go for some serious money. Like you would say, you? Um, I think you can get it. I think it's going to be less than that. Ah, no. 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 You can, it. So it's, it's actually uh, selling for. Twenty-two thousand U.S. Holy crap! One hundred and fifty thousand Danish kroner, or eighteen thousand pounds. Oh wow! So, oh wait, that means the chicken's mine. The chicken is yours. You got all three, baby. Nice. You know, nice. you know wow. the you know the value. You of know chicken. the value of chicken <laughs> well and done. other things. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Well, Congratulations. Well, You've well played. It. Thank you very yeah. much. I actually really. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> I was eating a salad before this. So, right. It's funny. It's just like, and then you know what? Fried chicken. Yes, I can't mm. can't say no. Well, there's something about loving fried chicken that just makes sense, and. There's also a lot of things about living in Denmark that just makes sense, and we actually made a list of them. Yeah, and one of the first things that just makes sense, I didn't even know it existed until we moved here, is the single duvet. Now, I don't know what you have in the UK. In the US, generally, it's a shared comforter, so yep. if you're two in a bed, all you're doing is hogging the sheets from each other the entire time. The single duvet, I think, saved a relationship. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. Me and my partner were very, very cuddly, or at least I'm very, very clingy. Mm-hmm. When we've got, like, two, it's like, I'll be under mine, and she'll be under hers, and then, like through the night I'll like kind of try and get under hers <laughs> and then we're both like lying there underneath that but I've got a double one because in the UK that's the most common yeah. yep. and like when I put that on the bed she's just like oh Pifa, this is pretty nice because now we can like kind of under. there's not like a gap in between because yeah. uh, to me it kind of feels like you've pushed two beds together Yes, ah, and then like I'm falling between the gap, so yeah, yeah. to speak, of the covers. Well, wow. maybe we're just revealing too much about ourselves here. But right. yeah, I, I love the, the single I love duvet. It. I remember the first time <laughs> that we came to, to Denmark and stayed at a hotel. And I just remember thinking, like, how, do, how does this work? What do I do? <laughs> right. Can I get a... Well, the, uh, the, there's two small duvets. What do I do? And then I slowly was like, this just makes it works. sense. It's great. To be fair, it is quite nice. Like, as much as I, I'm bitching and moaning, it's just like <laughs> when I'm either... Uh, not single but like it's just me and my girlfriend are very very like yeah mm-hmm. attached at the hip i get that but it's quite nice having your own one just so you can like roll over you don't mm-hmm. worry about pulling the blanket it's off of there or disturbing like if like one gets up like it's like you're you know don't disturb the other person kind of moving around i agree yeah. i think another thing that just kind of makes sense in denmark that i particularly love is that 
Fridays are always celebrated. Like Fridays are yeah. always special. And 100%. you know, it, it's from with the time you're a kid, it's you've got the candy on Friday, maybe you have like a mm-hmm. sweet breakfast. Then as an adult, you kind of do the same thing where maybe there's cake at the canteen at work or if you don't work in an office with a canteen and that kind of thing then you at least have like a friday beer with your colleagues at maybe 100%. once a month or something it's so nice yeah. i also i like the fact they've got that whole little thursday concept mm-hmm. or little friday concept on yeah, the thursday. little friday i love yeah. little friday yeah, yeah. I think that was kind of cool it's just like that means you get to celebrate like you like relax in the evening on thursday you relax in the evening on friday you relax in the evening on saturday sunday and then, like, you basically only have to deal with Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Right. And, like, considering I work shift work and I'm a comedian, I'm usually drunk on those days, too. So it doesn't mean <laughs> I have drunk most days. But it's, it's fine. It's part of the culture. And I love how in Denmark, like, to kind of justify the, you know, you can drink any night of the week is just, oh, little free day. It's just a way to say, like, we're getting drunk on Thursday as well. But no, it's a little free day. It's yeah. cute. And have you heard of uh, Little Little Friday? <laughs> <That's Wednesday. laughs> yes. Yeah. You can just keep walking back, and then suddenly you're you're just back to to Friday again. Yeah, yeah little Friday. I yeah. like that. Yeah, but it is so great to celebrate Friday because it's like I, I did achieve something, and it yes. also does help you with that moderation. Like I'm not mm. gonna have candy on Wednesday. Okay, I might, but mm. I'm definitely gonna have it on Friday. And you yeah. have something to look forward to, and then you can feel like. Mm. Yeah, it's special. Yeah. And that is also a sign of addiction that, like, <laughs> even when you're not using something, you're like, yeah, but I'm going to use but it. I'm... And that's how I get to get my fix, you know? Yes. What gets you through the week. But that's fine. That's yeah. fine. You get to Friday, you celebrate it, you deserved it. Yeah, we all exactly. did. We all did. Another thing that just makes sense is, I mean, I know there's a million apps, but it all works. And, like, the NEMID just works. And the yeah. e-box just works. Like, it's nice having... All that stuff just work. It lands in there. You know, if it's important, it's going to be in your e-box. Yeah. You're going to have to copy, paste it, and Google Translate it, but whatever. Like, or ignore it. It's, it's all whatever. It's but really like, easy to ignore. It's, it's really easy yeah. to ignore. It's like, it's probably important. It's probably going to stress me out. I'm probably going to ignore it. But nothing's highlighted in red, so it can't be that bad. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Right. They'll send me another notice. They'll send me something in the mail if I really, really screwed up. That's the best thing about being international as well. It's like, if you really, really screw up, you can just leave. <laughs> <laughs> right. What are you going to do? Come to London. <laughs> we preferably it doesn't ever get to that but you know there's always yeah. it's good to have it's good to have a backup plan yeah. <laughs> i do remember when we were when we were looking to to buy our flat we met with like a banker and like he gave us very bad like offer and everything else and he's like well it's because if things go to crap you're just gonna leave and it's like well i i, I, I guess you're right i guess i so. guess that's always true though you know like it doesn't matter if you're international or not like if things right. go, like you like, can always leave you can flee the country it's not like that's what <laughs> being right. a refugee is. right <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's fine but ebox is nice because you just it is you do have a place and it's all it's all day and all that kind of stuff when it's I nice it, that you just log it's in. all right there you go yeah. with it like it's, it's when i explain it to people i'm like yeah it's like having a national email yeah. So you don't have to worry about like, oh, I didn't get that. They didn't send me this. I didn't know about this thing happening. It's like, no, it's there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sometimes we ignore it or make plans to flee the country, but we can have a record of everything that yeah. we need to know. It's kind of useful for things like just going to the pharmacy if you need to get like your prescriptions for all things. It's like it's all the same system. Yes. So it's just like, oh, yeah, just log into your Mitty Day. Boom. Done. Yep. The problem is when you first move here and you don't have oh, it, it's awful. nothing works. Nothing like, you works. You can't do anything. You don't exist. I mean, it took no. you four months to get your CPR number. And yeah. Like, yeah. You basically were yeah. an unperson. Like, yeah. yeah. It was, uh, it's tough not existing here. But once you do exist and you're in the system, it works, <laughs> it works splendidly. And it just makes sense. Yeah. Another one is um, that really just makes sense, but does take a little bit of time, mm. is uh, the bike infrastructure is really great. 
Um, you know, you once you get everywhere, a bike, once so you safe. Cycle. Yeah, and you can do that even without without an MID. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I'm sure you can probably get a bike with your MID. Um, <laughs> and actually, I do think if you buy like a proper bike, you can have it registered underneath your CPR number. So if it does go missing and right. then the police right. find it, they can just be like, oh, it's it belongs to Harold. Right. Or whatever. Yeah, I used to cycle to school and I lived in the UK. Mm-hmm. And I have been hit by three cars and one bus. <laughs> Uh, and that's just going like a 20 minute cycle. Sorry uh, for laughing at that. No, it's I didn't expect you to say that. Well, this is the thing. It's like, cause London's not really like built for it. And yeah, then like, but... what's weird is that you'll get places in London where, um, like you'll have a, a cycle path mm-hmm. that is all of 15 meters. Oh, so yeah. it just leads from traffic into more traffic. Yes. Why do you have this 15 meter? Like, where are you going? Like, it's, it's you can see the end of it. Like, if you can see the end of the path, that's not a designated area. That's just a parking space that no one's using. Correct. Like, Philadelphia does that too, where like they're like, "Oh, this is a bike lane." I'm like, "No, you just painted a blue stripe." Like, yeah, there's, right. a car, there's that cars drive over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, I, when we lived in Philly, like, I, I would bike to the the office, and like our, my office moved to a new location that suddenly there wasn't like a dedicated bike path, yeah. and like I biked twice. Almost got run over by cars both times. I was like, you know what? The bus will do. Also, it's just great, like a nice little bit of exercise. Yes. It's kind of cool, except for when it's raining. Right. Um, which is most Often. of the year. Um, <laughs> but like during summer, it's you know, fantastic. Like, get your thighs out, your exactly. thighs out. Exactly. Yeah, and it's nice. And yeah. it justifies the extra beer that you're having on the free day because it, you did bike there. Exactly. So and then you've also, like, sat, although I have done that where I've gotten, I, I shouldn't admit this because this is illegal because you can get drunk driving on yes. a bicycle. Oh, yeah. But like, um, just when you're like, when you've had a few too many and you're trying to like cycle back. And I mean, like, you're just fighting to stay on the bike. Mm-hmm. You're just like, I can't move any closer or further away from the pavement. If there is a bus behind me, they will have to wait because... <laughs> yes. This is as fast this as I go. This is how I'm going. I, I will not, if I have one drink, I yeah. will take the metro, the bus. I will. Yeah, smart. If I need, to, I'm so petrified of oh, no, falling off a bike. Because I, <laughs> that's the smart thing to do. Just make sure that you're not drinking around rush hour time. Because that, when the trains are packed and you see some absolute just ugh, try and get on with a bike. Oh, it's awful. When it's just like, mm, it is like, so what packed. What are you doing? There is not, you've uh, literally got a bike, cycle there. Like, you're, yeah, right. You're, right. you're doing this wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you understand how modes of transport work. Right. You have one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I can understand it with parents with their babies because I mean, like, I guess you could kind of ride a stroller like a skateboard, but like, it's, only it's, downhill and there's no hills. So exactly. You, you there's no screwed. hills. So you're screwed. There's yeah. no hills. Yeah. So great for biking. Yeah. Bad for rolling your bad for your kids. And speaking of rolling your kids, so one of the other things that just makes sense here is the common schools calendar. Now we don't have kids, but do I. what yeah. is that nice that is that, that we know. <laughs> but, but what is nice is that we also know what weekends we are not going to leave because the tickets will be super right. expensive, and it just helps us just know that this is this is where the schedule is going to be. You avoid it. You know when your coworkers are going to be off. Like it just makes sense. In the U.S., every school has different time. I'm not sure what the U.K. is. If everyone's got kind of I different, think it's pretty much the same because you got like half term, and yeah. I think it's pretty much it's standardized across the okay. U.K. But you also uh, okay. got to understand that the U.K. is not as big as the U.S. Sure. You know, it'd be like one state would be like if they've got standardized times of the year. That's not that big a deal. Whereas it's not like the UK and France like lines sure. up their schedule. Mm, sure. Even though we're probably closer than, well, we're literally closer than like New York and LA. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's true. Absolutely. It is. So, it, 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 that that is true, and I think like the the climate plays a little bit of a role into it because you're not necessarily going to start at the same time or let out at the same time depending on how hot it is in different places. But still, like 
it, it could be in the same state, like in Pennsylvania, where we're from, uh, like the next school over would have a completely different schedule than us. Yep. That's really like, annoying. And I, oh, you go back on the state. Oh, I don't go back until this state. Oh, you have your spring break on the. Uh, yeah, that actually just sounds like a failing of Why? America as yes, opposed to something yes. we're doing well here. <laughs> <laughs> there, it could be, sorry. Uh, I'm not wrong. You're saying that's a pattern? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, and that was, that was uh, quite direct, which brings us to another thing that I think. It's quite nice here and does just kind of make sense. It's just saying exactly what you think. <laughs> yeah, I think I have kind of learned that from being I picked that up Denmark. too. Absolutely. It's just, you just say things yeah. because right, sometimes it's like really, not like mean. Like my ex used to do this all the time where she'd just be like, your breath really smells right now. And mm. I'm just like, there is nothing I can do with that information. We're on a bus. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not helping. Yeah, but it's like, at the same time, it's like, if she doesn't tell me, then I can't fix it. Yeah. Right. I mean, at the same time, if I can't fix it, don't tell me. But like... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's also nice. You don't have to guess because like the British and I think I'm not sure if Americans are necessarily like this, but I know that we talk around the subject. Yes. yes. So much. Like if you go to someone and say, oh, how's the weather today? Be like, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's not too bad. It's like what you're really asking is like, how are things here? It's just kind of like, yeah, say what you want. Yep. Say what you mean. Oh, you see it in yeah. emails, especially too, where like, uh, you know, the emails that I send now are like three lines. <laughs> And it's just so simple. I don't have to do all the pleasantries of an American. I email. hope this email finds you well. How's the weather? Yeah. But it has been unseasonably warm. You know how it yeah. found me? At my damn computer trying right. to figure out like this problem. Just give me the three things I need to know. Um, and speaking of the, of the work email, something I, I do that just makes sense here, and, and it makes sense given the history, is everyone has to have a unique middle name. And it makes mm. sense in a country where everyone's name is like Martin Jensen. Mm. But I can say as somebody who has, a in America, a very common first name and a pretty common last name, where like I went to, to high school and I had another kid with the same exact name as me. I went to uni and had like six other people with the same exact name. Like It's funny how like my middle name shows up for everything. It just makes sense that it's a way to just differentiate everyone. And I could have used that in my upbringing as well. To be honest, uh, so I work in a suit store by day, and that whole name thing mm. gets on my nerves so bad uh, really? because Danes don't know when to use their middle name oh. or their last name oh. because they don't understand the concept of a middle name because your first name, for example, is like Derek or Mike. If like my middle name is Sylvester, and so my stage name is Iris Sylvester, but in that case, it's my new last name. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if someone goes like, if I say to a Danish person, oh, so your name's Jens, and what's your last name? And they go like, uh, Martin. <laughs> so I'm downstairs trying to find their suit under their last <laughs> name, which is Martin. And I'm down there for like five minutes, but like, there is nothing here for a Jens Martin. So I'll go back upstairs and I'll go, have you got, a, what, have you got any other names? He goes, oh yeah, my last name's Pilsen. <laughs> I'm just like, my guy, when I asked for your last name, <laughs> that's what I was asking about. <laughs> And then, like, sometimes they'll do it in reverse. So, like, I'll ask for their first and last name, and they'll give me their last name. But when they signed up and, like, got their suit in the first <laughs> name, they were like, oh, no, it's uh, Jens Martin. So, like, I'm looking down for Pilsen, and it's actually under Martin. And it's just, like, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a first name. You've got a middle name. You've got a last name. Your first name is not, for example, I, I'm not sure if she might, well, my, I'm going to have to say this because it also leads into a joke that I found out. Um, my girlfriend's name is Liu Jasmine. So like, her first name is Liu, her middle name is Jasmine. She thinks that her first name is Liu Jasmine. It's not. Her first name is Liu, which also it's add an E and it's live Jasmine, which I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, it's oh, a phenomenal yeah. stage. Yes. Yes. I'm aware of that. Yes. Website, I yes. <laughs> which I think is hilarious. <laughs> 
But like, if someone goes like, what's your first name? She doesn't go Lil Jasmine. She goes Lil. There is a list of legal first names that you yep. can have. Yes. So I understand why they used a combination to make it more unique. More unique because, yeah. But they don't know how to use this in an English-speaking context. <laughs> right. In terms of, all right, but this is not, that you've got a first name and you've got a, a, a last name, a middle name, and then you've got your thing. And they, they haven't quite worked out how that translates, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, and in their defense, I mean, we're only like, what, a century into having a common last name and just saying son of Jens, son of Martin, son of Jakob. Like, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's, it's evolving. My middle name could be, we're going to end things right here and be back in your feed with part two of our conversation with Iris Sylvester next week on What Are You Doing in Denmark? <laughs>